Shaletta Brundage is known as the autism mom, not just because she's got three kids on the spectrum, but because she's an advocate who works to educate and inspire other moms of kids with special needs. I'm talking to one of my podcasters on the Shaletta Makes Me Laugh podcast and platform, Reg Clark. He hosts the Diversity Dude show each and every week. If you haven't checked him out, you need to do that on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, or just go to our website, ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Now, this is the Taking Authority Over Autism podcast. What does a diversity dude have to do with that? Well, honey, he's on Amazon Prime and he is all excited. What is going on over there, Reg? What are you watching? I just happened to catch an episode of the Bill Cosby show, not the Cosby show with uh, with Felicia Rashad, but Bill Cosby show that he done back in the late 60s. Oh. And on that podcast, he just happened to do an episode with autism, a child with autism. In the 60s? In the 60s. Wow. And it happened to be a young African-American girl. And I thought what was so astute about the programming was the young African girl even had a black baby doll. So it goes to show, you know, over 50 years ago, there was some awareness, some need for awareness of autism and autism as it affects African-Americans. And, you know, this is the thing. We are still trying to create awareness. Even all those years ago, here I am with one of the only books out about black girls and autism, you know, trying to make schools and educators and other children aware that, you know, just because a little black girl is shy or reserved or doesn't talk doesn't mean she has a bad attitude. She could have some social anxiety related to her autism. Well, so there's some good news that I think is happening, you know, for my Diversity Dude podcast. One of the things that I'm really big on is accountability, uh, getting beyond just awareness and moving towards accountability. But one of the things I remember is when I was in high school back in the 80s, you know, we had what we call special ed classes. Mm-hmm. And at my high school, those special ed students had classes in the basement. Mm. And we used to always, you know, and, you know, kids can be mean. Yeah. And we used to tease each other and say, oh, you got a basement class. But that was where the special ed classes were. And now to see that the so-called special ed students are being integrated into the classroom Mm -hmm. and there's more attention being paid to their needs, I think by itself is a gain. Although I think there's still a lot of work left to do. Well, you know, they call that... um the inclusion, you know, when they bring the special education students um, to the regular classrooms um, and including them in recess and story time and, um, you know, some uh, educational settings as well uh, with a paraprofessional, um, you know, and, and that's something that I push for for my children. I, I tell the teachers every year, I don't want my child to be the smartest one in the class. I need them to have somebody to look up to, somebody who's doing something that may inspire them to work harder or do better. Because what I found that, you know, putting my children in completely um, uh, autism centered, focused schools or classrooms, um, you know, it just didn't give them a lot to um, try to do or look up to. Uh, You know, let me tell you what the magic of that is. Here's what the absolute magic of that is, is when you have an inclusive classroom 
is you begin to make other students not only aware but more sensitive to the needs of students that have needs that are different from theirs. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, when I used to do diversity and inclusion uh, instruction and in classroom teaching, I used to always talk about left-handed people and how many people are sensitive to the needs of left-handed people in a day. And it would always be those people who raised their hands that knew somebody that was left-handed or were related to somebody who were left-handed. Because when we deal with people who are different than us, we tend to be more sensitive to their needs. Mm. So I think when you have a classroom that's inclusive, then we see these uplifting stories of children who who've stood up for other children who couldn't stand up for themselves. Or there was a video, I grew up in Rochester, New York, and there was a video about this young guy named, uh, I wish I knew his whole name, Jason. And he was the equipment manager for a basketball team. Mm -hmm. And he had autism, he has autism. And in the final game, they decided to let him in. Oh. And she let it, the guy hit like three or four three pointers. <laughs> and the whole crowd knew it was crazy. They went wild. And because of inclusion, because of this idea of, you know what, let, let us all root for those who, who may not have the same opportunities that we did, the crowd went nuts. Oh, I bet. And oh. all you have to do is YouTube it. And it's this great video, and it shows what happened is, is when we expose ourselves to people that have different abilities than we do, we tend to root for those individuals, and we become allies for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Cameron, um, people are so amazed at the progress that she's made, going from a child who wouldn't give you eye contact um, that they thought, you know, basically couldn't talk and start teaching her sign language to being, you know, testing above average on everything and no longer has a special education designation period in her file um, in just three years. And the one thing that I attribute to that, Reggie, is her friends. You know, yes, Sean and I did a lot of therapy. We made the sacrifices to get the therapist in the house. We did private and public. We were big advocates for our children. But the one thing that I can see looking back on her journey that made the biggest difference is her friends. Once she got in that inclusive classroom and we educated those kids about who she was and what her situation was, um, they started, like you said, rooting for her. They started speaking up for her when there was a sub. You know, they would let the sub know this is our friend Cameron and she has autism. So you have to do everything the same every day. And she always lines up second. And, you know, you can't change the routine. And I just started seeing a difference in my daughter. And, you know, I, it's one thing to have your family believe in you, but it's a whole nother thing to have other people to believe in you as well. Oh, absolutely. When you see those influences from the outside, the reinforcements, and it's just happening. There's something really special that happens when we can get past the ignorance that people share, right? So the, the, the biggest thing that causes ignorance is fear. Mm. When people don't understand something or when they don't know about something, they get ignorant about it. They tend to ridicule it. They tend to downplay it. But once you expose them to it and you educate them about it, then they become advocates for it. And I think that's a beautiful story about Cameron. And I thought the book 
that you did that you wrote about Cameron Goes to School was awesome. I can't even tell you. Oh. I'm giving away more copies. You too? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always calling the publisher like, hey, can you send a case over here? Can you send a case over there? They finally had to say, Shaletta, you really need to stop. Um, because you are giving away more books than you sold. I got ready to do my taxes and I was talking to the accountant and I was telling her about all the books I gave away. She was like, okay, I'm not saying you're lying, but I just need to see some proof. So if you could get all these companies or organizations to say they received a case of your book, then that's fine. We're just going to keep that on file for the IRS audit because they're definitely going to audit you because no way they're going to believe you gave away these many books. But, you know, it's not just for my child. You know, right. it's for all little black girls out there who may have autism. I am so inspired by the idea that in my lifetime, we've gone from students having basement classes and being separated and stigmatized as being basement students. At one middle school that I went to in Rochester, in Rochester, New York, the students were actually in the F cluster. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Shalette, I can't make this up. I'm not that talented. Um, But they were in the F cluster. So you go from basement students to F cluster students to seeing students being more integrated into Mm -hmm. a classroom. And then the experience of the the so-called mainstream students are enhanced because they understand compassion at an early age. And that, to me, is the importance of inclusion. And that's why I talk about on the Diversity Dude Show, moving past this concept of mere diversity and getting more into what it means to be inclusive. Well, I think you have educated us today, um, and I'm definitely going to share this show with all of my teacher friends and school administrators um, because, you know, it makes a difference and it means so much. And that could be the one thing that a child um, may need to get over the hump, to get to that next level of greatness, to get that next milestone is to have somebody in their corner other than their family, somebody at school that believes in them and that will advocate for them and that will be their friend. That confidence, you just, you know, you can't teach that, you can't educate that, you can't legislate that, but you can um, show people how to care by making those classrooms, those educational settings more inclusive. So I'm glad you joined me on the show today and, you know, talking about Bill Cosby and his show and and Little Girl with Autism. I can't wait to go home and watch it. But all those years ago, um, all the progress we've made, um, we still have a long way to go, but we ain't where we used to be, brother. That's for sure. Uh, 1969, Shletta, for all the things that we can think about an individual or what they may have done. I mean, when you go back and you think about this person was way ahead of the curve in 1969. Mm-hmm. Talking about not only autism, but autism and people of color. Yeah. And, you know, he even with his Cosby show with Felicia Richard and the kids, he was always um, in- inclusive. He had, you know, the, the Ph.D. doctor was Alvin Poussant or Toussaint mm-hmm. or whoever the guy is, um, the gentleman. It, you know, he would, you know, look over all the scripts to make sure that, you know, African-American people were being portrayed in a realistic and positive light. 
you know, I remember hearing one time that the writers had an episode where Felicia Rashad was combing Rudy's hair and Mm -hmm. um, she was screaming, you know, and, you know, Dr. Cosby was like, well, what's going on? And and they were like, oh, well, she's combing her hair. He's like, well, why is she yelling? That gives the opinion that African-American hair is bad. It's kinky Mm -hmm. and it needs to be straightened. It's not great the way that it is. Um, And and so we don't want to portray that image. So uh, he and, and Dr. Toussaint rewrote that episode so that it didn't happen like that. She sat there just like any other little girl and got her hair combed. You know, they did not want that stereotype to be out there that black hair is bad hair or kinky or needs to be fixed or straightened. And so I I just, I can't wait to get out of the studio. I can't wait to get home and watch it. Um, And like you said, just educating um, folks way back then, um, you know, about autism, about young black girls. And like you said, to have that black doll, to have that black image um you know really um means a lot to me so i can't wait to see it thank you for sharing it with me friend thank you Shalada. i can't wait to keep advancing the conversation in 2021 not maintaining the status quo but i appreciate all the work that you do to set up a platform that helps us advance the conversation oh that's what it's all about always fun and informative Shaletta's a big draw at autism conferences across the country Find out how you can book her as a featured speaker for your next event at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com.